Hey. <laughs> You're laughing already. <laughs> I didn't do anything. It's going to be great. How are you? Hey, Bill. What a great pleasure. pleasure. No pleasure for me. Well, <clears throat> please. Thank I you. See, I see you know where you're set. I, I do. I do. Um, I hope <laughs> that I didn't inconvenience your travel. I know you don't live here. No. So you're here doing something. I know you didn't come all the way for me, but I'm whatever reason, I'm thrilled you're here. I'm happy to be here. Okay. Uh, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> but, but, I mean, you know, L.A. is not like someplace you find yourself too often. I it? do. Oh, you do? Oh, I do, yeah. Well, oh, I, yeah. I see already I don't know that. Well, I used to live here, you know, 20-something years ago. Mm. Uh, just around the corner, actually, five minutes from here. Oh, my God. I always thought you lived in England. No, no. Oh, God. No, I, I left England probably coming up to the just after the first album because when the first album took off it really took off in america oh i remember so um yes for me it was logical i remember that just saw... to, to, well i first moved to new york and then then uh, <clears throat> new york almost killed me so and that in fact that was the last last and first time i saw you and met you was when? It was in New York. In the 80s? Yeah. Um, At some theater. That, that song was your... A theater that was a club. <laughs> that, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Christ. But I, that, I remember it quite vividly because you were talking about me coming on the show, whichever show oh, that, that was. Oh, that must have been the 90s. What am I, politically incorrect? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I had no show in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. No, but but yeah. I remember that song was ubiquitous when it came out. Which song? Too late for goodbyes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember you were on the cover of Rolling Stone, and of course they had to say, "Here comes the sun," even though that's not, not a John Lennon yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't really work. It's not as clever as they thought it was. No, of course I know. I know. <laughs> I know. They, listen, you know that it it was to be expected, I think, um, and uh, you know it was going to be. Um, I think a battle, not a battle, but something I had to be conscious of. And, you know, trying to make a, a name for yourself in my I, position was a very you know what? difficult thing you to do. You did great. Thank you. With yes. a hand that you were dealt, that is, <laughs> yeah. it, is some good things, but it is extraordinarily difficult to be the son of a great man, no matter how great you are. You're almost in a no-win prop proposition. Correct. You were you kind of Correct. dealt an unwinnable hand. Correct. You know, it's yeah. like you've been dealt a 21. If I live in that world, yes. Yeah. Well, yes. But... Which I kind of do. So. <laughs> but, but I'm trying to extract myself from that. But, you know, I also think it's, it's so smart to embrace the Beatle past. Because, yeah. first of all, you're never going to be able to get away no, with it. No, of course not. Of course not. And it's a great legacy. And you're a, and you're an honorable continuer of it. I mean, Thank you've you. made very good records. Thank it's you. It's just there, it was never. You Not know, a lot of people heard them, but yes, thank you. I, I've heard them. Yeah. This this a lot. This is, this is a few songs that I feel like are. I'll tell you this. I just watched the Peter Jackson. Oh yeah. One again. Yeah, yeah. And don't let me down. Was never my favorite. It's not terrible. It's still in my iPod, but yeah. it's never. It was just not my favorite. Maybe it's too repetitive or something. But um, your song, 
which is, I, I notice you're not afraid to like, which I like because it's, again, it's like, you, you can't escape it, so embrace it. Love Don't Let Me Down. Oh, yeah. I like that song better than Don't Let Me Down. Really? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you. But there's, some, there's a couple of uh, Jacob Dylan songs right. that I like probably better than his father's, you know. Well, we all have our moments. You know. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm crazy because <laughs> I feel that way? No, I don't know. You know, I, I yeah, remember the wallflowers. They I, were good. Yeah, they were, and I, and he's a nice guy, and you know, I, <laughs> he is. And I don't think you can dismiss, uh, you know, the 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 sons or daughters of, you know, uh, artists, especially if they picked up on a few things. You know, yes. You know, the, I, I mean, I've. It's you know, it's been a long life, and I've worked hard at what I do you yeah. know, to write to be a good songsmith. You know. Um, but you do so many maybe other not, things. Maybe not as commercial as some, perhaps. Yeah. But, but uh, I've stuck to it's, my guns on that, yeah. so to speak. You know, I really, I, I've tried no, to be I, faithful to. I'm I'm, this, I'm similar. I'm not the most commercial. Yeah. You know, really, and that's okay. It's better to have a great niche than I'd rather a, be a real big or, bunch know. of shit. Yeah, no, I <laughs> agree. Not, that's not, now look, that, I'm not saying that people who have giant followings can't also be good because they certainly can, Correct. like the Beatles. Sure, <laughs> sure, no, of course, of course. Were, uh, it's I, funny, I watched that documentary just a couple of nights ago. Which one? Uh, the one about George in, in uh, living in a material world. Yeah, I did too. And uh, yeah, it was quite, shocking to see that whole episode at the end towards the end of his life and really i don't think i grasped 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 it yeah i didn't either fully before and uh, remind me it what... saddened me that i didn't reach out more you know because so this is the time between when he was stabbed yeah and when he yeah 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 so he really I mean, we were close but not close you know of course was, yeah was, well he's more knocking like on the door like and, an uncle yes right Kind of. No, I mean, this. When you watch this Peter Jackson documentary, yeah, yeah. you watched it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw the, the, the shorter version, the hundred-minute version, um, at the theater when it was first uh, being introduced, and he was uh, Peter Jackson was introducing it, mm. um, and you know I went with Sean, and I was unsure of of uh, how I was going to feel about all of this. Initially, I didn't want to go. I just thought, I really don't want to be in the middle of this. Um, but Sean said he was going. I said, all right, all right. Well, brotherly love, we'll go. We'll stand united and we'll deal with whatever comes up. But you know. again, to my point, you're always put in a corner because if you don't go, that looks bad. So you kind of have. I, to, I wasn't. Don't worry. Worry about that stuff. Anymore. Yeah, but you kind of have to. You look like a but, spoil sport if you. Don't, well, you or, know, I, I'm trying not to worry about that right. stuff anymore. Anyway, yeah. so you went. So I went. Um. And I was beyond surprised, actually. Um, I loved the fact that, in in the hundred minute version, Peter Jackson was there, uh, commenting, coming in about every. 20 oh. or 40 minutes or so. I don't oh. know if you saw that version. No, I did. So he's sitting in a nice chair like this with oh. 
Beatles artifacts. <laughs> That's not a nice chair. It's comfortable. It's very comfortable. Yeah. And he's got, you know, guitars and Beatles artifacts around him. And he's explaining certain sit- setups and situations. And as each time you came back to him, which was every half an hour or so, uh, 20 minutes, half an hour, you know, is he'd have a different guitar in a different position and the hair was slightly, you know, bonkers <laughs> yeah. like that. So he actually took the edge off of the whole, any stress that was there and uh, and allowed Sean and I and everybody else well, to, to relax in that circumstance. Let me tell you, as someone who is outside the circle, mm. so you can get some information, you can't possibly glean being so close to it just as a fan. Mm. A young man in the 22nd row mm. <laughs> sees Marilyn as something more than sexual. Yeah. Just, okay. Not just our Marilyn Monroe to me. Yes. Okay, that guy in the 22nd row, mm. this documentary was very affirming because how, can you, how anyone could watch it for nine hours. Yeah. I mean, you see I did that after the fact. Okay, but I'm talking about the nine-hour one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, yeah, I would. That yeah. is the entire month of January. It's January 1969. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know what happened before. I don't know what happened after, but I feel like I know where your father was in that month because right. there's a lot of footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, first of all, he and Paul McCartney are in love. Yoko, is she there all the time? Yes. He never even looks at her. He never talks to her. It's just like a potted plant. Yeah. He's in love with Paul McCartney. They're, of course, because, first of all, they're working. Yeah. So, but the whole thing is them, and he, your father, certainly not on drugs. Yeah. yeah. You know, he, and happy. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Happy yeah. to be there and like, and working with his boys and his no, band. It, well, the thing was, it reminded me of oh. him, you know, when I saw him as a kid and, and, and how it was, it was a, a fond recollection because it was him being himself and being mad and bonkers and uh, smart and funny and uh, creative and, and it, it it just reminded yeah. me of the great, the good things about him because I'd lost a lot of that over the years one way or the other, you yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, and it is, you could, see, look, just like a love affair, and I'm not saying this, there's a gay element here, they're just two guys <laughs> no, okay, who, who I, I, love each other. I get it. But, I you know, when, you, when people love each other, certainly men and women, it's, it's a lot of, like, inside jokes. Of that, course, yeah. Right, and just looks... Paul and John are doing this to each other throughout the whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. They don't do it to the other two. No, 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 no. And they, so they have to certainly have and their they own. They certainly don't do it to their girlfriends. <laughs> Linda comes no, to a little bit, but it's like, they're like, they are just no, so it's, third it's, wheels. It's, it's their world. It was their world completely. That really was, I, I'm telling you, to the fan. To, to think that they, that, that when we were told, there's so much bullshit, I guess, <laughs> because I'm going to believe my lying eyes, so much bullshit that they hated each other. At oh, I know, I know, I know. And now, they had their moments, it's just no, like anybody there else. There must so, have become yeah. a time in the hate because we have the evidence, yeah, like yeah. your father wrote some songs. For sure, for sure. <laughs> like very mean. Oh, yeah. said, but it's obviously, again, it's more like a love affair. Yeah, yeah. It's not apathy. Yeah. It's like, I hate you. Yeah. You don't want to be with me anymore. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, really? No, I I agree with you. It's I a, agree with you. It's 100%. a great love affair. Yeah. And it didn't end it just like like a real love affair, you know, it just couldn't go on, I guess, but 
Wow. And it's funny, the older I get and the more that I meet Paul in our later years, the more I can see that from him, uh, which, which I didn't get that much of, uh, you know, earlier in life. But certainly, you know, Paul did this whole National Gallery uh, exhibition of all of his early pictures, which was... I went to the opening with uh, Paul asked me to come along and I hadn't seen him for a long time except a random uh, meeting in Heathrow Airport when we both had delayed flights. Uh, apart from that, uh, you Paul know... Paul McCartney flies commercial? He was in Heathrow Airport, yeah. And, <laughs> Billionaire Paul McCartney. He was in Heathrow Airport uh, sitting on his own, just chatting away really? at, with his with earpods in some conversation and a friend of a friend said your uncle paul's outside and i said what and i so i sneak outside come up behind him and say hey paul he almost had a heart attack of course and we sat there chatting away for a little bit and, well but um, you, i mean you have so much history with that guy i mean and again yeah but we've never you know it's it's weird and i've said this a number of times that we're we're close but we're we're not that close we i mean he know you know we know a great deal about each other but we've never even done this you know really i mean apart from that moment in heathrow and we keep to we keep saying that and he keeps telling me and we're going to try and push for this this year sooner than later anyway to actually you know he keeps telling me i've got so many stories about your dad that i've never told anybody that i want you to hear about And, and uh, you know, he gave me some samples and I, that I'd never heard before. Um, but we've just got to find the time and lock in a time to do that. Do just, it like yesterday. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, really. And because I think also for him, because for him, I mean, just talking to you now, I yeah. mean, I never met you before for more than a minute. We never certainly talked like this. Certainly, yes. But talking about I see it's the best of your father without any artifice from you. You're not like trying. Uh-huh. So for him... It, I think that would be such a delightful thing, the closest thing he'll ever have to talking to his old friend, you know. And, you know, you turned out well. It's not like you turned out a ne'er-do-well um, or full <laughs> of yourself or any of the bad qualities. There's, there's been because, moments, but, you know, yeah, same with all of us. But Yeah, nothing, I never read anything bad. Well, yeah, you know, back in the day. <laughs> Why, were you naughty or something? No, no, not really. I mean, I had my... You got out of a limo and your pussy was showing? No, I had my moments, but not quite like that. No, I was a bit of a naughty boy at times, but uh, I was always concerned. From day one, I've always been concerned about my mum. You know, mum was everything to me, Cynthia. So I... I mean, partly the reason why, why I am the way I am is is because, you know, I, I wanted to, to uh, her to be proud of me. And so I never wanted to do anything that would upset her, you know. And so that was, uh, that was a big focus for me throughout life, you know. It's amazing the way, like, parental cycles... <laughs> now I fucked that sentence up because <laughs> I was okay. going. But I'm saying no, they, right. the way they go Take in, two. they go in cycles. You know what I mean? Like, like what parent? What 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 is visited upon an adult, or I mean, a child when they become a parent? They visit it on their child. Mm. You know, you know what I mean? That's there are cycle. certain elements for sure. Yeah, 
No question about that. I mean, your father certainly was felt abandoned. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then he kind of did it to you. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. <laughs> That's what I'm talking I, I about. Mean, I, a, I, I've, yeah, I've, sa- I've said this before, by the way, but, you know, that was one reason I didn't want to have kids at an early age. Um, and you never I, had them? Huh? And you never had them? Uh, I, I, there's still time, as far as I'm concerned. But you, so far you haven't? No. no Me neither. No. See? Well, we're in some kind of club, but I'm not sure. That's random enough. 60 is the sure. new childless. <laughs> it is, absolutely. But, you know. I, but you used to put, you I, but I, just see, know, I just knew that cycle. But you want one, and I didn't, you're Oh, yeah, I'd like See, one. that's the difference. Is the I one, think I want one. I know I don't. Right. Like, this is the one thing in my life that is <laughs> so consistent. Like, when I was a child, I didn't like children. Yeah. And it just is a no. complete flat line through my whole life. It never changed. Well, you know, the only other choice is, is that if Sean uh, beats me uh, to the punch or pip or whatever you call it, then at least I can, you know. He I've doesn't have a, little, have a kid either. No, but I and think... And he's, he's not a kid himself anymore. No, not at all. Which shocks me every time I, I speak Right. To him. What is he, 45 if you're... It's up there, yeah. Yeah. It, I'm, I can't... It's, it's, it hurts my head. It's amazing that I'm it. still 40 and these people... Well, keep, I agree keep with you. Passing because, me. I don't know. Because that's how I feel. Uh, yeah. Totally, you look great totally. for your age. I mean, unbelievable. Um, yeah, you don't have to be decrepit. People think... I hate that. I, I do too. It really ticks me off. That. What do you think about the, the people who say Biden is too old to run? <laughs> so, do, does the look say you know, it I'm all? I was going to say, just, just going to do a take? What are you, John from, I mean, uh, what was the guy in the uh, office? Listen, the, uh, you know, uh, if he can perform, then I, you know, maybe it's okay. But I, I'm, <laughs> but uh, I tend to stay out of politics. But it's not even politics. Do you? Do you, you just, if he can do the job, then I think it's okay. He's doing the job. But, I, don't, I mean, look. Or his team is. Do I love everything? No. But, like, I just kind of resent the, this, oh, he's just beyond help. No, he's, 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 I, I, the whole he's, thing annoys the crap out of me. Really. It's not a problem that any other president would have if we weren't in the television media age. Yeah. Lincoln didn't have to worry about stuff. They just got on with the business. You know? Right. It all happened behind closed doors, which is where a president does his work with his fucking staff yeah. in the Oval Office yeah, yeah. making important decisions. And then they do the work. They don't need somebody reading prompters and getting on bicycles. Know. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. All the bullshit. The kissing babies thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe with a baby, he, he molests babies. This is this has oh, to look. stop. Also, I know he's terrible, but <laughs> but I'm just saying, like all the places they catch him looking bad are things he really shouldn't have to be doing in the first place. If well, we weren't such babies and demanded yeah. that the president kiss our fucking babies, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. All right. Yeah. But I gl- I'm glad you don't get too political because that's what. The reason I started this podcast was like I have a show about politics. Yeah, I'm looking not to do that. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's a bit of a busman's you, you, holiday. You get nothing from me. <laughs> Good, <laughs> but you are an environmentalist. That's a that's a political. I care. Yeah. Well, we all care, but I mean, you take it a little further. I mean, you do things. I try. Yeah, I try. It's not you know I do it in my own little way. I mean, the predominantly it's. You know, it's covered by donations from the public, you know, and anybody else that cares. And uh, I just focus it on the 
the issues that I care about, you know. Yeah, I mean, look, I think even detractors of mine, if you'd said environmentalist, they would say, yes, he's always been out front on that issue. I remember in my youth, uh, younger years, that uh, I, I used to love, um, oh my God, what was it called? Crack? No, <laughs> no, talking about smoke. Sensomia, Sensomia. That used I, to, I just used to fall off the chair laughing at everything. Sensomia, I remember that Sensomia, word. the smell was amazing. Thought, was that a type of pot? Yeah, yeah, and it just made you right. laugh, piss your pants, yeah. That was well, amazing. I think, I mean, when I first smoked, I didn't start till I was 19, which is late for kids. Okay. I was Most, smoking regular cigarettes by, you know, uh, started about 11 years old. So. 11? Oh, yeah, 11, 12 years Why? old. Why? Because it, you wanted a, it would make it you look was, cool? That's what all the kids in Liverpool and the neighborhood were doing, you know. But you weren't in Liverpool when you were 11. I, I, I was in, I was actually in Hoylake in uh, and Mel's, which was the Wirral, which is 20 minutes by train from Liverpool. Huh. So I was that close, you know. It was a bit right. more uh, countryfied and a bit more... Well, but, 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 the, you were probably born, you were born in 63, right? So, correct, yeah. So John wasn't still living at Menlove Avenue, was he, in 63? No. Uh, that. But uh, you were. But you don't remember Liverpool. Like You grew up in... When they moved closer to London, like didn't he live in the suburbs of London in the mid sixties? There was. I'm trying to think where we were. Surrey was the place that I remember. Kenwood, Surrey, which was this beautiful old Tudor house. So it's a suburb of London. Yeah, like you can drive into London. It's another county. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's like it's like it's like forty five like minutes an hour yeah, it's away. It's like exactly something. where I grew up with New York City. Yeah, there you right. Go. Yeah, the rich people live out in yeah. the night suburb. Of course. So that's the house you remember. My, that's the, the the house I mostly remember spending time with him and doing things with him. Oh, um, but that, well, that was just before uh, Yoko came along. But that's where <laughs> I remember you know lots of uh, people coming over, lots of celebs coming over. That's where I remember remember uh, uh, going on the back of Dad's little monkey bike to Ringo's, who used to live around the corner. Oh, really? That's where I remember being on the roof of the house, making balsa wood planes with the rubber bands and flying them into sunsets and things like that. So, you know, father and son stuff, you know, and that was kid, kind of, yeah. it was kind of good and cute back in the day. And this is where, like, Paul would drive up so they could write songs together? Yeah, I believe so, yeah, yeah. Were you ever... Did you ever catch any of that going on no, in the that house? No, that was like, Dad had his uh, little studio in the attic, so right. I, I never kind of went up there. That was out of bounds for me. It, Although I was locked in one of those rooms when there was a party once. That's another story. What's that story? Well, I just you know there was a big party going on, and Mum decided it was best I was kept out of the way of <laughs> whatever was going on downstairs. Why? Because they were doing drugs. I have no idea. There was a lot of noise. That's all I remember. And you don't do any drugs now? No. No? Not really, Nothing. No. You don't even drink? I do. Um, I, I, I do. Uh, but, you know, I came around here, in fact, to get some painkillers as I've got a major headache. You're um, here specifically to Club <laughs> Random or to California? <laughs> Both. Um, 
No, I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a solid uh, Jack Daniels, Jack and Coke drinker. Did, did we get you what you want? Yeah, but I, I, with the head. head but you don't drink away. a lot. I'm one of those kind of binge drinkers that I really, don't, yeah, I don't really drink at all. Uh, I can't drink in the day. Don't want to drink. I like being clear and focused. Right. And you're uh, too old to binge drink. You can binge drink when you're 30. Oh, no. You know, if if I've done a lot of good work and I've got a Friday night off and I know that I'm not working for a few days after, I'll, I'll take it out till, uh, I, I, you know, the sun's up without sh- without you're any problem. Kidding. Oh, no. That's... You're fucking English. Yeah. <laughs> you, your ability to fucking, the English and the Irish, the, the, I, to put away liquor. I've been in, I drove through England twice. It was okay. fun. Months like in the 90s. Yeah. And I, I, I just remember... That we would go into the pubs, wherever it was. And I first of all, I loved the idea of the pub because unlike America, it did not segregate by generation. Yeah, no, like no. We completely segregate by generation. You would never see someone who wasn't the appropriate age. Right, in a right. Bar. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. gather only with people their age. And here it's neighborhood, it's by geography. Yeah. It's old and young. But there were so many people passed out on the bar stools. Yeah. Famous for and that. it was, and it was not considered socially uh, unacceptable. Yeah, I, was, I didn't quite get that far, but yeah. I think you call it pissed, getting pissed. Oh yeah, getting pissed, which of course here means angry. Yes, exactly. But um, what are you on today? Te- tequila. I, I think that's a favorite. I'm yours. having a little tequila. Yeah, but I drink. I, you know, if it was a Friday night, I'd be all in. There, it, uh, why? Because you got to do something tomorrow. <laughs> I was going to do something. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, you don't take vacations. <sighs> Hardly. Really? Yeah. Well, you're just a workaholic. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I guess I. I mean, I've I've been trying to take some time out to breathe, uh, but there's always something going on somewhere, you know, and I can't seem to to switch off properly. It's it's a problem. It's a real problem. Yeah. Because it'll kill me in the end if I don't. But I, I, I mean, l- at the end of last year when I finished, I got to a point after two and a half, half months of being out here doing promotion for Jude and uh, especially lots of radio stuff. And it got to the point where I just said, I got to stop. I can't, I, I'm going to, I'm going to lose the plot here. And I told my manager, Rebecca, I've, I've got to get. Why? Why was some, it so bad? Well, what was well? They just asked stupid questions. Yeah, a lot of them. You know, the, a, a <laughs> lot of it. A lot of it was live. You know, and you'd. I can't exactly remember the the, the stations or locations, but um, you know, you'd send them a bio with everything you've been doing for five years. You know, they don't read it. Uh, they don't even. Yeah, I don't, know what you're talking yeah, about. And, of and, course, I do radio uh, interviews. Of course, and it's like they'll read something off it. It's like a book I put out in 1993. Like they they didn't even look what year. So you've got this book. Uh, yeah, I know. Does anybody have well, a problem my, with that? Yeah, well, it came out in '93. Well, read my, the whole. <laughs> my my favorite was that that really just I I I I just lost the plot. Well, I didn't actually. I, Stum, but I, th- I think you're aware that I changed my name by deed poll. You know, I heard that. I, I, did, I never knew your name really was John yeah. Julian Lennon. Yeah, John Charles so Julian. I had to absorb that first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now you're switching the plot again. Yeah. Um, 
Julian Charles John. And why? Yeah. Because it was like travel was a... a... Uh, it's all, it was a, just a nightmare all the time. I mean, travel was a nightmare, uh, and uh, more increasingly so with security. And uh, I mean, you know, even going to appointments here in LA with labels or this, that and the other, you know, you go to security, they give you a sticker saying right. John Lennon, and I'm going, right. really? Um uh, and uh, airlines and, you look and tickets like and yes, no. You know. Yes, okay. you look like him. You sound I like look him. More like mum, I think, or my uncle Tony, I mean, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> but but I I you know I can really slide under the radar. I'm very good at just yeah. I like daily life. I like shopping. You know, I like going and picking the fruit that I want to eat, etc. etc. You know, I I do all that, but. I just was a bit tired of being the second John, is what I've, I've so, sort of. So, where are you living now? I live in Monaco. Now. Monaco, fuck. Yeah, as a base, as a base, yeah. Ringo lived there for a long time, he, didn't he? He did in a building that looked like a prison. He lived in a building? Oh, he lived in a, a high rise that looked like a prison. Oh, a high prison. rise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it's, it's still there. It's quite an And where do you, what kind of place do you have? I have a little apartment that uh, I literally, I've, had to move around a few times, but I finally bought uh, a one-bed apartment uh, in the port uh, in between the pole position and first corner of the Grand Prix. I'm not a big Grand Prix guy, but it's it's fun sometimes to be there. But other than that, what is the attraction in Monaco? Taxes? Saving, yeah, saving your money. Save why? Your- there's, so there's no taxes there? Is that why people? Yeah, of but course. But it must be gorgeous also, right? There's elements. I mean, it, it's, isn't it right on the water? And yeah, it's definitely yeah. right on the water. But I'm getting um, this from movies. I mean, the, the main right. old center, the town center with the the classic casino and the right. uh, Hotel de Paris and the, the Cafe de Paris, those kind of things. And um, uh, yeah, being right on the water. Um, also, it's you know, France is just there which is beautiful, and I love France and the French countryside. But also, Italy is literally 30 minutes away. It's not even 30 minutes away. And I love Italy. My first stepfather was Italian, Roberto Bassanini. And he was literally like uh, an older brother rather than a father to me. Who was he? Huh? Who was he to you? He was my stepfather, my first stepfather. I see. So So Cynthia married. Yes, mum remarried. Roberto, and uh, in the seventies, and it was, oh, uh, and he was straight up Italian. Oh, full on, uh, right. you, you know, full on. Uh, How did she meet him? Uh, it came about from several introductions and groups of people. I don't know the actual finer details, but his family were involved in restaurants and hotels and stuff like. He was like the black sheep of the family, though, because well, he was very naughty. She got dealt the tough hand too. Oh yeah. Oh no. Your for mother. Sure. Oh. Oh no, no no. You know, I I'd always felt she she, uh, you know, had it hard. And um, Even, for me, again, it was, it was about protecting her and looking after her in every way, shape, and form that I could. You also, know. I must say, there's this thing that men do. Yeah. Like, and I don't want to start a fight with them. We finally repaired our relationship, well, before the pandemic, and we're getting along great, Howard Stern. Oh, okay. But, like, you know, and when he was, he did my real-time show, 
like right before the pandemic, and you know he's kind of razzing me in a good nature. I, I, I'm sorry I didn't see that because oh, I, I watch your show often. Oh, it's so. a, you can YouTube it. It's okay. How, he was only on once ever, so that's okay. that. And he's saying to me like, you know, yeah, but Bill, you know, you're successful, but but you don't have a, you don't you want to settle down. You know, like, and he goes on about how, how much he loves his wife, Beth, which he has been doing on the air yeah. for like 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But we know Howard had this other wife before Beth. So he's trying to make me seem like I'm the, uh, you know, slightly immoral one because I course. won't settle down. And all I could think of is, how, how does this gushing about the second wife, how does that make the first wife feel? You know? Yeah, yeah. Can, could we just not gush? About the well, person while the other person still can hear it? Yeah. Well, it depends how it all ended, really, I think. Mm -hmm. I think it depends how she feels about the whole circle. You know, she Who's might... she? The, the, the first wife. She might have been happy to get out of the whole thing. Yeah, but it's you still... It, I don't care. It's still <laughs> gross. It's still... It's still mean in a way yeah. to like be like, oh, I, and celebrities. Well, there's, there's celebrities, a lot of that going on. Stupid celebrities do it all the time. All the time. They oh. like this is. I was not alive before her. Everything I was doing must have been like taking a shit compared to being with this woman I'm with now. And the first check is like, what? But I, I just think, well, especially in Hollywood, of course, this is such an incestuous town in that yes. in the relationship. Field. Yes, it's. You know, uh, it's the jumping beds every other friggin' week. You know, it's uh, and the, well, they're on dying love every every six months <laughs> to a year, going I found true love, and then the next minute, you know, they're shacking up with someone else. It's I like, feel like a lot of what celebrity pairings are about is this human thing that we all have to like not be with someone who you feel like is like not your peer. You know, as far as attractiveness and you know, good catch, and so like, it it doesn't shock me when two celebrities of <laughs> similar seismic force yeah. meet together and be like, yes, it is correct that I, you know, Batman, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you, you know, giant star, and I feel like they, I, I don't know, maybe I'm misreading this, but there is a sort of a um, it's I, comic. I have to be with someone worthy of me, or else I look bad. And I don't know if that's the thing you want to use to drive your love life. No, no. Uh, but it seems very uh, important and relative here to have yeah, some someone that's in the in the in the public eye as well that will fit nicely. You know, me. No. They don't go. Oh, no, because they don't care about me, which is good. Unless I do something bad, <laughs> then they'll write. You haven't it. done anything very bad. Well, let's not go there. I mean, there's a few things, but that they people got upset about. But you know, water under the bridge, and uh, moving on. <laughs> but uh, sliding out the door. There. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, uh, I try to do a good, clean show for a good, clean country. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, once in a while, you know, you can't um, you can't count yourself honest unless sometimes you go over the line because you know if you're saying I'm I'm really I mean every show like pretends they're edgy they're not mine is yes and that's why people hate it also I get that yeah yeah. By the way, the first guy 
to get canceled was your father when he said, Jesus, we're more popular. That really was, I was thinking about that. Yeah. That is like the almost the first time where that happened. We're like, okay, that was a, a like, you know, attempt to do what they do all the time now. We're going to burn their records. It was it was organized. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Oh, it's yeah. like they're coming to they're our... They're waiting for something to happen. Or right. To say and it's, something's, like, yeah. it's like, oh, it's just perfect. We got him on Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. you can't do worse than that in the Bible Belt no. in America. Oh, no. So if you're booked to play Kansas City after you just said your band was better than Jesus, it's it's not going to be a good look. Oh, yeah. Well, and they, and the, just the, the hounding of the, you know, like trying to get the apology, and then that's not enough of an apology. Oh, no, we I want know, the though, Soviet yeah. apology. Yeah, you know yeah, what the Soviet yeah, apology yeah. is, Julian? Yeah. That's that's when the, you, have, you start with, thank you. Thank you for making me aware of what a despicable yes. piece of shit I yes, am and what yes, I did. Yes, yes, indeed. And your father wouldn't do it. I mean, he yeah. said a kind of a, you know, that well, great... Did, he did say sorry a few times, but they, they wouldn't accept that. They, mm. It was not good enough. You know. No, he he didn't really say sorry, which is good. He said, I think he said something like, um, "We never, I never said that Jesus was greater than correct, correct. us or You're better than right. us. Yeah, I just yeah. said what I said, and it was wrong or it was taken wrong, yes, and now it's all this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not really. I'm sorry, unless no, was a, I agree. I, I agree with you on that point. And it was yeah. said with disdain. Yeah, which is why we loved him. Yeah. Us people in the twenty second row. Yes, I know. Because it was, you know, that kind of uh, cheekiness. I also remember that great moment he had when uh, they were making Apple. You were five yeah. years old. Yeah. They came to America after the India trip. Yeah. And so they were doing a press conference. He obviously didn't want to be there. And it's like, what is your new company doing? You know, we're just going to make stuff. So that uh, if someone wants to make a film or a record, they don't have to go on their knees begging in somebody's office, probably yours. <laughs> I thought, nobody talks to the press like that. <laughs> you know, to, to have the balls to get away with yeah, like, yeah. fuck you and you'll still yeah. like me. Yeah, I know. That I was, know. that was. He, had, he certainly had his way. <laughs> yeah. Mm. No, I'm telling you, it's the right thing to do to embrace your heritage because who else can can do it? Well, I guess you're your half-brother. Right? Yeah. Sean's a good kid. I mean, I love him immensely, you know, but he's, uh, he's incredibly talented, incredibly gifted. He works his ass off, you know. Um, as a musician, you're saying? As a musician. Yeah. He's an intellectual without question. Right. But, you know, he, he doesn't stop. I mean, he's like he's in like three, three or five bands, you know. Uh, he's uh, and in between playing live or recording, you know, he's producing other acts. So he's always out there. He's always on it. I mean, I'm very proud of him. But I've, you know, I've I've kept my eye on him since he was a a baby. You know, uh, I always, you know, took that mantle of you know, even when Dad passed, that I, you know, whatever you need, I'm here. Uh, you know, I've got your back, and I've. But what did what did he need? Well, I mean, it's, his life isn't so straightforward. It's not, you know. Uh, you know, he's there's, there's been many ups and downs for him too. Uh, it's not my place to go into detail about, about yeah. those things, but no. you know, he's he's had his moments. But he's he's he seems like an incredibly 
well-adjusted man, yeah. and uh, I mean, and I'm proud of him. You know, yeah, he always we, we seems try, like a cool we, guy. We, we try to, you know, FaceTime or Zoom every couple of weeks, and we're just like this and chatting away about. And what about working with shit? You ever think about working? Yeah, we've talked about it. We've talked about it. We have a plan at some point um, uh, that w- when we both have the time to do it. But yeah, there's something we want to do together. We want to play around with an idea, and uh, I think it's a nice idea. So um, you have to wait and see. I'm not, I'm not winding you up, but it's just it's it, no, no. it'll have it'll have its time and place. You know. No, I mean, who else in the whole world do you have who? You know, it's like, well, that's the only person who but can rule. But it's the whole can, sibling thing and how well, how our voices, how our voices should sound together and do sound together. So, oh, uh, it's you know. you know, I don't know. His, I'm not. I can't conjure up the sound of his voice the way I can yours right now. Is right. it like yours? Um, there's think. certain tonal qualities for oh, that yeah. question. Um, he has a slightly thinner and lighter voice, and I'm a. A bit more of a fuller and a, a real rocker at heart underneath it all when I want to be, you know. With the current labor market conditions, hiring is harder than ever. That's why you want a partner who gets it, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter knows how tough it is right now, but they've figured out solutions for the problems you're facing. See for yourself. Right now, you can try them for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash random. To reach more of the right people, ZipRecruiter posts your job to over 100 job sites. And they do it fast, too, because they use smart technology, which makes me wonder, who would use dumb technology? ZipRecruiter lets you invite the most qualified people to apply to your job with no surprise costs. Team up with a hiring partner who understands what you need. ZipRecruiter. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash random. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash random. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, Saturday, October 7th, I will be at the fabulous Fox Theater in St. Louis. It's actually called that. They were like, fuck it, we're fabulous. And then Sunday, October 8th, I will be in Omaha, Nebraska at the Orpheum Theater. It's great, too. Just a little more modestly named. Come on out and see me. I I have two old dogs here, so I know that I'm going to have to, at some point, you know, face it, invite two new young dogs in my life when these dogs pass away. Yes. Um, My assistant tells me they're going to live on a farm. (laughs) I think it's bullshit, but I'm just going to go along with it because that's what celebrities do. You just go along with the bullshit. No, so like I have to, I have been thinking of names for the new dogs. And I'm also like reading the training book I was telling somebody, like, these two dogs that I'm going to get, my next two dogs, it's going to happen. You know, these dogs are yeah, I, I The person I'm saying with, a dear friend of mine for over 30 years, five minutes away from here, is going through exactly the same thing. I've been through family. it before with dogs. They break your heart. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's going to happen. So, like, I'm, but I, I was telling somebody that these next two, I'm, I'm reading this training book. I'm going to do it right. I never train my other dogs. I let them run all over the place. They don't listen to me. I said, I'm going to do it right with the crate and the whole thing. And I read the book. And she said, you're like that, that guy 
who's 50 and gets married for the second time and is like, I'm going to do this one right. <laughs> I'm going to be there for the oh, kid yeah. I wasn't. I was on tour the whole time for the first kid. And that's me with my dogs. I'm going to do this one right. And I'm going to raise them right. And I'm going to be there for them. Well, I wish you the I'm going to watch where they I, poop you know, and make sure. <laughs> watch where they poop. But, well, I hope you but, do something with Sean. That would be. Yeah, we, we will. It's, there's a certain sound. It's, ti- that, it's timing. You know, there's a Beatle sound that... Well, you've got to think where the Beatles got their sounds from as well, and their harmonies. Yeah, know. but, yeah, of course, yeah, everything... There's a lot yes. of that to look into as well. Yeah, there is. But there's also just a Beatles sound. And when people, mm. lots of people, they will do songs. Billy Joel has done songs where yeah. you go, oh, that's very Beatlesque. Yeah, yeah, sure. Remember so. Oasis? Yeah. <clears throat> Ringo still puts out albums that are, it's, that's their sound, Beatlesque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when, for someone of my generation, yes. you know, who that was, you know, not just, I thought it was, and still think it's great music, but it also has an emotional quotient. Yes. You know, at that age and first into music and fighting with my sister over the record player yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. with our little 45s, oh, yeah. you know. So uh, to hear that kind of Beatlesque sound, which you still make, yeah. and I mean that as a compliment, I Thank like you. that sound. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, you, it's, it gets rarer and rarer to find people who do it. And when a modern artist like, gets that sound, and yeah. some of them do. Yeah, yeah. Maroon 5, I think, have done it a, few, a little bit, a couple so, of times. Tears for Fears, of course. Tears for Fears, yes. Um, Crowded House, maybe. Yeah, yeah Crowded House. I mean, sure. the, I mean, we like uh, the Beatles. <laughs> we like yeah. that kind of polished... Yeah, there's not a great deal of... <clears throat> excuse me. There's not a great deal of uh, younger, newer artists that tend to lean that way, at least not that I've heard... Uh, in recent years, I don't think. What do you think about today's music? Boy, can you believe this Taylor I, Swift tour? I, it's that's it's astonishing. Beatlesque. It's a well. The, like I mean, for the, for Harry Styles age. wasn't far behind on that. You know, really. The, well, <clears throat> I mean, the size of the tour, the energy, the amount. Yeah, but there play. wasn't this kind of like it's the reason why I say Beatlesque is because. She, well, the like insanity. A, well, also that it's it transcends just music and it's sort of a cultural moment. That's what the Beatles own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very right. True. I yeah. mean, it's sometimes things go beyond just their genre. For sure. And uh, <laughs> I guess I should. I really. I guess I have to listen to more Taylor Swift. I don't know it well enough to pass judgment. No. The I. Stuff I've just heard on the radio. I, it makes me go, really? What is this about? It's, it's, <laughs> young, it's it, young pop. Every day I turn on the TV yeah. and they've got pictures of all these celebrities at her concerts. And, yeah, yeah, I saw I mean, all of that. <laughs> it's just, uh, so, uh, you know. I was the, the first on at the uh, European Video Awards, uh, Video Music Awards, and I was... Um, uh, uh, giving her the first award, and I'd met her before very briefly. Who? Uh, Taylor Swift. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Come in, number nine. Sorry, bro. Um, Taylor Swift. So and, that's and right. She's, Taylor Swift. <clears throat> and she's lovely. You know, she's on it. She's focused. oh yeah, she's, very much. I so. mean, she's really on it. You know. Yes, it reminds me a little of Madonna mm-hmm. in the early '80s. But Taylor Swift, you know, has in common, like, 
a kind of fierce ambition. And yeah, I don't mean that sure. in a bad way. No, I, I And I, like, I no, I'm going to take care of my business first. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to be out partying and Absolutely. I'm going to do my business. And, yeah. and she's smart, you know, like yeah. Madonna's smart. But Madonna, I felt, has an icy quality to her yeah. that Taylor, I think, you know her there's a there's a you could see a bond with the fans where she does not have that ice no, queen thing which is i think good yes yeah yeah <laughs> madonna i gotta give her credit because it's like yeah you're just gr- such a such a great record made so many great records yeah, yeah, for you know sure, for sure. uh and had lots of cultural impact too so you know i i gotta give it up to that like in spite of your personality we like you so much <laughs> Yeah, she's an, she's an interesting character, that's she for sure. She never you know, looks I've, like someone you want to just have a drink with. Uh, no, I had a interesting run-in with her. Just, a run-in? Well, not run-in, but uh, it was back in the days with Sean Penn. And he was... he was. Uh, I know Sean Penn. Yeah, I, I know you him. did. You, yeah, he's a great guy. Oh. Uh, we bump into each other every once in a the while. The best. That's We have some good conversations. Oh. That, you know, Three of us should go out. The wee hours in the morning. Three of us should go out one night. I think I'd be up for that. And Absolutely. I'd, I'll, I'll like to be there when you... Are your, <laughs> the, what did you say? You're going to drink till dawn? I'll be having Maalocks. Oh, at, no. At, uh, I'm sure you'll be fine. No, nah, not drinking. No, I don't drink Not drinking, no, no. No, I, I microdosed some mushrooms last weekend. I thought I'd give, I, I, give I was on course of that for a while because of the I had some severe anxiety and depression over the over the years, and someone I know was talking to me about microdosing, and so I went to see a pro about this and was put on a kind of course, so to speak, and and for a couple of months it really made a bit of a difference it just got me out of the fog and the the the, the slight darkness i was feeling and and I, but it got to a point where it didn't do anything anymore and i just felt like i'd cleared some of the the crap out of the way um uh, but i you know every once in a while if i if i do get a little foggy again I, i'll i'll just Take a little bit, and, and sometimes it helps. And sometimes Can I ask you a question about depression? Yeah, you sure. You say you have depression. I've, I've been through the mill on depression, I, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I certainly have known a lot of people who have say the same thing, and I don't doubt that it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to understand where it comes from because, like, in my life, I know many times when I was depressed. Yes. But I always knew why. It was because something in reality was so shitty that I was depressed about it. It wasn't just like, I'm depressed for no reason. The depressed for no reason people are the ones I'm trying to understand. No, there's always a reason. It's just that you can't always figure it out what that is. and it No, I could always figure it out. Sometimes it takes a little time. girls don't like me. And I'm probably going to be a well, failure in comedy. I'm right behind That's you on what that. I'm, depressed me. I'm right behind you on that one. When I first moved to New York and lived in, like, I was, I was staying in the horrible place, the slummy place, and hanging out at the clubs, not even getting on, you know, not looking like the future was going to be bright in comedy. Yes. Um, poor, no girls, New York, rough town, especially if you're poor and stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's, I was depressed a lot. But it was like, 
that's why I'm depressed. Yes. If there was an yeah. ag- if I like suddenly my my career picked up and chicks like me, I would have been not depressed. Yeah. But I feel like that's def- something different from what people who have depression, and it's more like a chemical thing. It's not really what's happening in reality that will affect you, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I I agree that there's kind of, there's almost two parts to it in that regard. And you had that other part. Uh, yeah, I I feel I de- I've definitely been been through the mill on several occasions where I couldn't say, see a way out of certain darknesses. Um, and have you ever been got to the bottom of why it is? Um, Could it be not enough tequila? <laughs> um, it's it's certainly something to do with you know where we are in life and how we think and you know. Um, yeah, I I think it's you know a lot of it is overthinking as well. Well, but, I mean, there's times I'll wake up in the morning and I'll feel fine jumping out of bed and then I'll just feel overwhelmed by... I, I also have that thing, uh, is it agoraphobia? Agoraphobia. Agoraphobia. Fear of open spaces? Well, going outside sometimes. That's know. agoraphobia. Uh, yeah, I... Yeah, I, I, I From the agora... But I, but I push myself through all that crap. Uh, From I, the I, agora... From the, the agora marketplace, the word, the Greek word for marketplace. Is that so? Absolutely. Well, agora. I like, the, I like the marketplace. Look it up on your ma- well, magic light box. A G O R A. The agora, the marketplace in ancient well, see, Greece. You learn something and new so every day. If, so if you were but why afraid, would I be afraid of the, going to the marketplace? Because it's in the open. To, it is. It's a, an it open air open. marketplace. Yes, yeah, you know, this wasn't the Nanuet Mall. This is ancient Greece. Yeah, but I, you know, I guess part of it is that because I've, I've always felt that I've been stared at a lot and looked at a lot. And, you um, have, you that's, know, my, that's not paranoia. My, you my, have. My every move has <laughs> been. Uh, yes, that happened. Know. Yeah, I know, and so, so on occasion, I don't want to deal with that, and I can't deal with that. Oh, so, I see. You know, yeah, um, no. Hey, bro. Uh, I mean, you got. Um, you know, if I'm feeling a little fragile, a little shaky inside, and um, just don't feel, you know, things uh, in life may be going as well as they could no, I mean, or should, you know. You were born <clears throat> with a lot on your shoulders. Yeah. Just born with it on. Yeah. Yeah, that's but true. But it's, it's funny how, uh, 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 I don't say this in, a, in in an odd way, but it's funny that, if I say that you know I've been out and I went to the supermarket this on that and the other, you know social media, I, I'm quite open with you know I'm quite honest and straightforward. Yeah. And and people go, and it's mostly Americans. It's like, well, how do you walk down the street without being recognised? How do you how do you not? How come you're not bothered? And I'm saying people are so stupid about that. But but the funny thing is, for the most part, especially in Europe, I can pretty much go wherever and. Ninety nine point nine percent. No one mobs what? people our age, no matter who you are. Well, I. Yeah, I mean, Bruce I, Springsteen maybe would get mobbed, especially if he walked through the parking lot at a Bruce Springsteen concert. Well, that's you know. That's, but you know, trust me, the TikTokers are not mobbing Bruce Springsteen. Well, yeah. So you know, but yeah, I mean, you could. You can't imagine. I can't what it must be like for those kind of people, and we have them in the world today, again, Taylor Swift, or, you know, people, Jay-Z, people who just, 
you cannot go anywhere yeah, I can't, without I, a phallic. I, I couldn't um, uh, imagine that. I mean, I had that it's, with the first album and tour and things like that. First yeah, album. wow. Uh, uh, and I remember being in New York at one of the main, Parker Meridian, back in the day. And, Parker Meridian. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> that, Nothing happened, but... Uh, a few things happened. Okay, uh, for you. They happened for you, of course, because you're a musician. Apparently. Uh, and you know, anyway, there was there was quite the occasion where um, you know you'd see all the front and, uh, was chocker with the fans, and you you try and go out some side door or back door, which they did have, and of course there'd be hundreds of fans there too. And I just remember back in the days, just walking out, and I was it freaked me out being surrounded by so many people who just literally were trying to rip your clothes off, pull your hair out. Mm. And, you know, I, I've always been polite, so I said, you know, I would sign autographs. But my my legs and hands were shaking so much I had to kneel on the ground just to just to get through this. And then, you know, after I did everyone's, I, I'd, I'd kind of walk off and they'd kind of let me be. Uh, but that uh, that happened a few times and I didn't like it. I really, really didn't like it. And so, you know, I fell out of love with that kind of uh, concept of well, fame, so to speak. I must be frank with you and yeah, tell you on. that I cannot uh, relate to this. Uh, okay. The whole, we need, a, we need to use a side door part of show business I have skipped. And that's fine. I'm not complaining about it. Okay. But I'm not going to lie. I think it might be fun. To have experienced that for oh, a yeah. long time. No, for a minute, and, it was okay. And yeah. I have been robbed of that experience. <laughs> well, I'm sorry about <laughs> but that. But it's never too I'm late. So, no, it's never too late. That's what I think. <laughs> but just <clears throat> that kind of excitement that usually only is with musicians. Yeah, yeah. There are, Eddie Murphy certainly had that, mm-hmm. uh, got it, you know. There are, uh, uh, you know, exceptions. But it's mostly this kind of like frenzied, Almost atavistic, almost scary sometimes. Yeah, uh, yeah totally. Like energy, totally. totally. <laughs> because you know, also the other thing was, I, I'm also, I also get jealous of bands because you know you have your, it's your team around you. It's your, yes. you know, and as a solo artist, for me, I've never been comfortable with it. Never been comfortable with what? So with with being a solo artist because. Even when performing live on stage, you know, they would always put you out the front of the stage and the rest of the band would be shadowed behind you. But you and still I, have a band. And you? Yeah, yeah, but I'd never, I, I would always want to be, take the microphone and pull it back into the band Oh, really? So I can see my friend on the guitar, my friend on the bass. Right. I never liked that, just being right out there in front. So, yeah, so that, it was a lot of, Especially TV shows didn't quite understand that. I know, so, I, yeah, but I'm, they're, they're the band. I want to be part of the band. I, don't I mean, that this. definitely is something that a comic misses. <laughs> Being out front. No, that feeling, we are such lone wolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and we don't want someone opening for us. Because right. comedy is very delicate, you know. I mean, you come to see me. You're going to see me for 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And somebody else with a different point of view. Yeah. Um, but that feeling that you can see, like on the in the Let It Be film or any film with a band, you just see this kind of um, communication that yeah. they do through their music, yeah, through yeah, their yeah, instruments. Yeah, yeah. That we will 
that comics kind of know when we sit around and riff with each other. It's yeah. kind of our version of jamming. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's but it's more primal in music. Yes. And again, I would love to know what that feels like. I bet you it's a little like heroin. So don't start. It's great having that connection with people around you and yeah. that support and feeling the music because you you yeah. just know that you know they've got your back and vice versa. You know, so I think that's an important. At least it's that's always been important for me as a performing artist. I mean, I haven't done it for a long time now, but and I'm thinking about it again. But uh, you know, it's it would take a lot of work for me to to actually get back in that role of you know running, ar- running around like a headless front chicken man. or not. Is that what they call it? Front the man, front yeah. man. Well, exactly. The front man. For I mean, I lo- I've I've always enjoyed performing <laughs> live, but. Uh, but that was back in the day when I was, you know, we were young and we were, you know, we'd go straight from the gig mm. to the hotel bar and then out on the town, you know. Really? I don't know if I could drink Why didn't you go to the before. hotel bar first? <laughs> what? Why did you go to the hotel bar first? Oh, it was the meeting point. You know? Oh, I see. And then you'll bugger off out to all the late <laughs> night places and strip joints and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back in the day. How dare in, you accuse me? In, oh, you in, didn't accuse in me. Youth, in our youth. Yeah. Well, you know what? A friend of mine told me, don't let the old man in. I agree with you. And you know what? I refuse. That is... I'm totally in denial. I still go out after the show. You do? Yeah. yeah. So, Good fuck man. you. <laughs> Good man. Good man. Okay. Yeah, don't let the old man in. Yeah, okay. You know, you can be circumspect. Do you hear but, that? I mean, you're, you're not married, right? <laughs> No. Yeah, so why why not have fun or just be out? I mean, well, because it hurts the next day, and then you got up. It get hurts up if you drink to excess. Why do you have to drink to excess? Uh, the, the funny thing is, that's what I've been learning over the past five years: is what? having a good time without anything, not drinking. Not oh, really? Drinking. Yeah, yeah. Now that being talk- happy with me oh. in the open spaces without. Talk about burying the lead. Like we've, <laughs> uh, you know, I, Jesus. it's been important. It's it's been really important. And that's the last five fun. years. That's recent. well, it's seven years since my mum passed. I, I I wanted to find a way where I could just be content in some capacity, find some balance, and blah 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 blah. Well, you know? you're a better man than I, Gungadin. I cannot imagine <laughs> a life without marijuana right yeah yeah I, I've never understood that I mean one and of my best friends she just smokes from morning to noon to but night. see I don't do that oh she doesn't I don't do even it. smoke every day oh you don't no I'm a situational smoker really no. right and this is a situation that's why I have people <laughs> of course. that's why I have people over um, but it is Really? Like, so, yeah. so then how do you deal with the in-between days? I mean, does I'm it, fine. It's you, better this way because I live two lives. Yes. You okay. know, mostly sober, and then this is a treat. Right. And when okay. I do this, I'm going to be doing something else that I really like. Right, okay. I wouldn't go into <laughs> detail about the other thing is, <laughs> but it wa- rhymes with Rex. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, and writing. Writing. Yes, Yes, I'm about to venture into the major writing. What do you mean? Well, I, I've, I've, yeah, I've decided to, that I figured I should get my life on paper in some way. Oh, a memoir. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd read that. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't want to do it the normal way. I, I have a, quite an interesting concept uh, uh, 
where it would be a book that would interest me. That's kind of what I do with everything artistically. I try and do things that would interest me. Yeah. Um, so I've got a unique, <laughs> I've got a unique perspective on the book, um, and I, I'm about to jump in the deep end as of probably yeah. ne- next week. To yeah, start. It's the right time for that. Well, I, you know, I, I also, you know, I'm, this is a bit, but you know, I realised a lot of. I have the worst memory in the world. I can't even remember how to play my own songs, my own lyrics. Not a clue. Because I'm one of those people that just kind of writes, records, produces, Oof. put it out, and then I'm on to the next thing. So, right. so you know, I I really don't have great recollection of of the probably my twenties to thirties to forties, really. And you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, a lot of my good dear friends are you know moving on in age, and some are past have passed already. And a lot of them remember my life more than I do. And so I wanted to try and remember those times and those places through other people, through the friends that are, um, and people, guitarists and, and uh, other musicians that I've worked with over the years. So that's been part of the process of gathering up, you know, little anecdotal stories from them, yeah. which... Uh, which will help me well, click into gear. When we make this into a movie, yes. Okay, well, here's. Uh, it's going to be an animated movie. We, we always so. you always have to start with a grabber, <laughs> right? And then you put a thing on the screen two years earlier, or yeah. something like that. I'm not going to follow a timeline. So, that's okay. for sure. But in the movie version, yeah, the grabber. The first thing we see is Paul McCartney driving up to your house, writing "Hey Jude." Is it? That's the grabber, oh. right? Well, we all. And then we, we, that's your grabber, but yeah, I know. For I, the audience, yeah. no, I get it. I get it. You want I, this movie to sell? <laughs> because that's what people know. This is this true. is that's start with what they know. Hook them in on that, and it's a great story. It is. It's not a bad. I mean, movie. it's a it's 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 it tears your heart out that he was the only Beatle, you know. Why am I talking like Trump? He was the only Beatle. Yeah, I know. God help us. <laughs> he was, he was, everyone else was disgusting. Yeah. And <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do that voice. Uh, yeah. But, um, but yeah, driving up and writing Hey Jules to cheer you up because of, you know, the kid who's going through a divorce. Yeah. I mean, you cannot come up with a better scenario to hook the of course lifetime i see I've, i see this on lifetime okay <laughs> network thanks thanks <laughs> no, for that <I'm> kidding <laughs> jeez it's over uh, before it's begun no and then we can go anywhere because now they love what they're gonna see yeah okay no yeah i, I agree it's a it's a great story it's a sentimental point and the song is great yeah well and every I, you know i have a love hate with it i have to say Really? Well, what do you hate well, about it? It's, well, it's, okay, listen, it's, I've probably heard that song and heard renditions of that song more than most people alive. Um, <laughs> uh, well. You know, and, and, and even my dear friends send me, you know, babies in nappies playing guitars singing <laughs> Hey Jude, which I really don't need. Oh, I see. Um, I see. Uh, um, okay, no, I, I get I, it. I, I'm thankful. Listen, I'm thankful no. for the song without question, but it's also... You're right. I see. The other, no, the other real thing is that people don't really understand that that's a 
stark and dark reminder of actually what happened, the fact that Dad walked out, walked away, left Mum and I. You know, that was a point of complete change and complete disruption and complete darkness and sadness. I mean, I was only three, but I recognised something was up, you know. Um, But for Mum, again, you know, she was... uh, yeah, it was heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. So, it's a it's a reminder of yeah. that time and that place. It's you know it's so I, I you know I get both sides of it, but uh, I, I, a lot of people don't necessarily understand. There's a dark, you know, the yin and the yang of that song. For you, yes. For sure. I, now I totally understand. I try to explain. I feel it. stupid not seeing that before you had to explain it to me, uh, but I get it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I wrote this book review for the New York Times book okay. review yeah. about a year ago, two years ago, maybe three. I don't know. Time goes too fast. Um, it was called 150 Glimpses of the Beatles. I forget the name of the author. He apparently has written a series, 150 Glimpses of. Okay. I can't remember Never his name. Never heard of that. Very, it's supposed to be very big in England. Never heard. So anyway, they asked me to do the book review, which I did and okay. enjoyed it. Um, I mean, the review and some of the book. Was it an American author? Yeah, um, I don't think so. Because the other one, I think, was about the Queen. Okay. Something like that. All right. So. <laughs> not that Americans aren't fucking obsessed <laughs> with your Queen. Yeah. I never understand that. It's not even our Queen. Yeah, well, yeah. Anyway, That's, so. The whole thing's weird, but yeah. There was an, I mean, I think the gist in my review was saying that, like, when he. Um, shed light on something that I, as a Beatle file, had known for years, but never really had the details fleshed out. It was a great book. Right. You know, like he said, I always knew that the Beatles had lost their, you know, sexual innocence in Hamburg. Right. I didn't know the other three actually watched George Harrison lose his virginity. I didn't know that either. That band was tight. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't know? Well, this is... is, Okay, so this was in this book? Okay. Now I'm interested in the book. I would read my review. Okay. It's really funny. I really did a good job on okay. it. I know, I, I know I'm overly proud of this, but I, I, was, I was surprised they asked me to write a book review in the New York Times. Wow. So anyway, he also said um, that Yoko used to jump in the car, and I never knew this, inundated John with letters when he was in... Rikishesh? Is that the Indian the place where they went in? Uh, yeah, I don't know the cor- correct pronunciation. I think it's Rikishesh, something like that. Anyway, were they India? Yeah. They went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that I didn't know. Yeah, no, um, that's news to me. So, I mean, he tells the story of the dentist who got them on acid the first time. Right. What? You know that story. I, I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't know all these stories. Well, you know they took acid from the dentist. I did not know that. Oh come on. No, seriously. Listen, I'm not a, a, a beetlophile oh, on well, crack. You well, know. you. <laughs> it's. <laughs> you got to hang out with me more because oh, I know. I, I know things that. I'm, I mean, I'm sure Paul McCartney would be a better person. You should get that on the books well, I immediately. I know. I know. I know. I could have pushed that that agenda forward. I, I, I mean. To. He wrote that song for you. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go see him. Yeah, I know, I know. Anyway. Oh, I forgot. What were we talking about? Uh, acid, 
dentists. Oh, yeah, the dentist. The book, the okay. review. Okay, they famously, to all us Beatlefiles, yeah. were introduced by to Acid by their dentist. Yeah. They met him out one night. I guess he was like the cool dentist to the stars. Anyway. Was it, this in the UK, in London? Yes, they were. Swinging they, yeah. 60s? Yes, absolutely. Yes, you were probably home, like you know, sucking on my thumb. Exactly, in your in your in your your crib with crap in your pants, and they were sounds familiar. And they got on. I remember hearing the story for years. They got on an elevator, and they it was like a bulb, like like one of these, but it was red, like right right above your head. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, okay. And they thought the elevator was on fire. Great. And this, in the book, it really fleshed out like who that dentist was and why they were doing that. He didn't tell them he was putting it in their coffee. That's the thing. Oh. He fucking doped them. Really? Yeah, but that was always part of the story. I had heard, yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. Isn't that something? That's fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) And was he their dentist? It sounds to me like he was like, there's always like a dentist to the stars. Like in cities. Yeah, like, yeah. So yeah, there's one here. Twinkle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's others. And I think he was that guy. And really? so they were, there was some social event. I guess they were at his house for dinner. So funny. Oh. I, I think it was just John and... Now I'm curious. John I must and, learn more Yeah, it was just this. John and George. Okay. Cause they, and their wives, your mother and Cynthia. <laughs> okay. uh, your mother and Patty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your father took a lot in 1967. Mm. I think that was the... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you know? Yeah, there's a lot no. I need to catch up on. That's all I can. But you say. were too young. You quit four. You can't tell if someone's no. on ass. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, the, the listen, the house looked like it was it was insane anyway. Really, really. Well, relatively speaking, the kind of furniture and decoration of some of the places we were. At. You mean so. psychedelic, like sixties kind of yeah, cool? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Did Did you uh, see the Rolls Royce? The 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 painted yeah, of famous. course. There's a picture of me and Dad standing in front of. Oh them, yes, actually. I think I've seen that picture. Yeah, a so you knew that car. Yeah, <laughs> and you rode in it. Uh, presumably, yeah. Um, I remember Dad also had uh, a white Mercedes, an extended Mercedes with the first um, vertical uh, record player in the car, and. Uh, so you you sat in the back of the car and the, the, probably the back of the driver's chair was that far away. But in the middle, in the front, was an upright record player that you put LPs in like a toaster. On, on a going over a bumpy yes. road? Yes, oh yeah. But it must have, it could not have worked. It in did the, work. It did? Oh yeah, it worked. Yeah, yeah. I was fascinated by it. I was, so he had a record player in the... Record player, yeah. What a baller. I mean, imagine no possessions. I never, saw, I, I never saw one ever again. You know. You know, Elvis Costello took a shot at him in the song uh, "The Other Side of Summer." No. Do you know that song? No, I do not. It's great. It's a great Elvis Costello song. Another lovely man. He but said, yes. "Wasn't it a millionaire who said, imagine no possessions?'" Yes. A poor little schoolboy who said, "We don't need no lessons." Yeah. Very nice. He's uh, Elvis Costello. He's a major, yeah, major motherfucker, yeah. right? Oh yeah, and and a lovely man too. 
Yes, right, I'm sure he is. I've only bumped into him once or twice, uh, but never enough. Uh, he and Paul did a record together. Yeah, I know. I, well, there was that time. Where, Flowers in the Dirt, yeah, and it's a yeah. great record. I've never actually listened to it. And your father, I mean, I mean, Paul said he wanted to work with Elvis Costello because he was the closest thing. Yeah. Liverpool, uh, yeah, yeah. And the same sardonic sense yeah, yeah, of humor, yeah, yeah. and sure. he got it. I'm always surprised they didn't want to, I guess, I guess once was enough. Once was enough, I was going to say. Well, by that time, you know, I mean, Paul, that was 1989, so you're on your own 20 years. Yeah. If you're Paul McCartney, you're, yeah. you're, it's kind of hard to go back to being, you know, with a partner. Yes. You like being, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like being the boss. Yeah, yeah. And he deserved it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's written sure. a zillion great songs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Got to call him. You're nagging bumpkin I know, I should should do it before the end of the year. I really should. I really should. I mean, think of all the um, creativity that's going to unleash from that. Who knows what will come out of that? (laughs) Yeah, that's the joy of it. Yeah. Right? I am certainly curious. But But, you know what? This does not compare, but I... Sometimes say to myself when something comes up about my parents, I wish I had asked them that. Yeah, and I, I can't know. do it now. I know, I know, I know. And once it goes, they're I, gone. Oh, dear, listen, I've learned that with the more so with the passing of my mother, and I'm just you know now going. God, I've got no one to talk to about this. That's the freakiest feeling. Is just kind of realizing you're alone in that world and you know you mean the kind of things you would talk about with your mother but yeah that you know that i just you always think she's going to be there so you don't ask certain questions so you don't think about them at that point in time but right. it's only later when you're rediscovering your life and your family and hers and you know even even watching as i said the george's um the documentary yeah. living in a material world you know there was things in there and i'm going god i wonder what's happened to so-and-so or who and I, I, there's nobody i can ask you know especially relating to her and dad especially you know um yeah i mean it's so funny i say this all the time in this show but people on show business are funny because they only seem to really like like to do things with people when it's work. Right. Like we could have done this all these years, but it's it's just, and that's kind of even true of me with my mother because <clears throat> I did a documentary called Religious. Oh, came yeah. out in 2008 yeah, about yeah. religion. And my mother is in the beginning of it. I mean, she died the next year. Right. We got her just in time. Once again, yes. call Paul McCartney because yes. I'm so, okay. Yes, thank you. So, yes. um, we, for whatever dumb reason, the church we used to go to let us film there. So my sister and my mother and I, we filmed there one day. I think it was January of 2007. And uh, I asked her the questions that I just could have and should have asked her my whole life. Yeah. Like, why did we stop going to church? Yes, yeah, yeah. And when she said it was because my father didn't like the Pope's birth control thing, I was like, you two are fucking? <laughs> this is the last issue. And I was 51 years old when uh, I found that out. Oh, and I should It's my mother. Yeah, I know. And I should have asked that question. Yeah. But I do it on, you know. Yeah. It's, 
show people. But are, again, you think they're going to be around, you know? Well, at that point, I knew that we were. Yeah, we, but you don't automatically necessarily think of you know certain questions that would relate to. No, you know, it's again, it's you know, I've been triggered by the by the documentary to to you know look back at my life and my history a lot more than I have before. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yes, I, I mean, there's a lot that. I'm not aware of. There's a lot but, that, you know, that dad's life and our life was very, very different. You but know? you know what? If you really want a kid, son, you better do it now. <laughs> really? Nice. Yeah. Because first of all, you know, young sperm is probably better than, I think, you know, you Thanks. can still. <laughs> Thanks. It really set me up for. No, I think you could still produce a nice uh, cup full of uh, decent, grade A, you know, <laughs> English sperm. Yep. I mean, the fact that you can, you know, drink till seven in the morning tells <laughs> me a lot about your constitution. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, I, you know, I, do you have a date? Do you, <laughs> I mean, do you have a, a girlfriend? Is a how far back do we have to get this process to get you? It's, it's, well, it's complicated. It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you musicians. That's the problem. No, like, I listen. I love love. I'd love to be in a relationship, but I, I just, you know, I'm waiting to be hit by a truck for some reason. I don't know, you know. Uh, I, I, you know, I have great and close relationships. Uh, I mean, most of my good friend, true friends, are, are f- females. You know, women. I just get on with them incredibly well, and. Um, and uh, but I I just haven't found that, at least in in recent years, and uh, haven't found someone I want to be with. So uh, and uh, that's a difficult one, you know. And I and maybe I'm too picky, too choosy. But I, I I'm not. I don't want to be in a, a situation that that isn't real for me don't you think a lot of it just is the way the modern world is it's not really conducive to the monotony of a monogamous relationship because everything else changes so quickly there's so many stimuli it's just the the world moves at this rapid pace i i know a lot of people that have you know that are on opposite sides of that argument you know that are incredible relationships that are just solid and have the longevity how do you know because i do yeah but i I mean people but i will say this married people have an amazing ability to until the very moment it explodes publicly put on a front it's the one thing that well that's very hollywood though i mean that's That's not just i think that's everywhere i think when people people are always surprised oh my god they split up yeah because they put on such a great show they don't want to look like they're Agre- yeah. having troubles. Agreed. Agreed. I, I, you know, I have to agree with you on that. No, no, there's a lot of... But, that you know, for the most part, many are trying to work it out, you know, trying to figure it out. But sometimes it, it's... it's That's, I think, what's very saddening is being, this, having to walk away from love is a very, very difficult one. Now. But there's actually a lot... I've, I've done that and a, been there. A lot more people than ever... Just you know that you could name celebrities, yeah, um, who have never gotten married. Yeah, and I mean you, yeah. me, yeah. Oprah, the Pope. I came close a few times. 
Thanks. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we fit in that category. Fit in that category. Come on, there's people. I'm telling you, uh, Diane Keaton. You know, I mean, there's people. Uh, Jennifer Aniston. I just think it's like, um, oh no, she got married a couple yes. of times. Okay, not her. Diane Keaton uh, never got married. No, really. And the Pope. <laughs> but we know. I feel that. like this just says there's a certain personality type. And it's nothing to be judged in any way. It's just different. Like you have red hair and I have blonde hair. It's just a personality. But I've been in a couple of incredible relationships. So have I. Who hasn't? It, but we it didn't. For obviously, there's a reason why we're not now, and we never took it. We never went all the way to Baghdad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whether it's yeah. Did you get close? Like almost. Oh yeah. 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 Engaged. Oh, yeah. I was engaged, too. <laughs> but we got out of it. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, that's but, how much we don't want to be married. Well, no, that even when we're engaged, no, we get out of it. Well, I mean, listen, the last one uh, relationship I was in, I, I wanted to go you know, all the way. Uh, but certain circumstances within the relationship and family environment uh, made it impossible to move forward. So I can't get any deeper than that, and maybe it'll come out one day, but um, it was a, 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 well, a very sad and awkward situation that's just Well, I hope you're. Impossible. I, I hope you're, you're happy. You're such a I'm so okay. sensitive guy. I, I'm okay, you know. Yeah, you um, seem for okay. For the most part, I'm pretty level these days, and uh, I, I think a lot has to do with being motivated for work and trying to be excited about projects um and also, and also the uh, sorry to uh, no but the idea that because i've i've taken on the mantle of doing so many kind of things that i love to do again with whether it's music whether it's the right. photography whether it's the white feather foundation whether it's the documentary stuff like kiss the ground um and a number of things like that you know i, I i'm i'm hoping that at some point i'll meet someone especially in that creative wow. environment you know uh, but um, that's what keeps me going. That's what kind of keeps me alive in all of this. It's that, you know, it, it's the experiences in life that I find so much joy in, you know. Uh, not saying it's always happy, happy, well, but but certainly that's what keeps me going, you know. If I stop, then I'll keel over. That's what Yeah, happens. I feel the same way. Yeah, yeah. I never look back. Yeah. I only look forward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The past is gone. But you just seem to have a good attitude about it. You know, like, you're not a complainer. Certainly not publicly. I never heard any of this. I've about... bitched a few times, but it gets you nowhere in the it, end. Uh, yeah. It doesn't do anything. It, yeah. You know, it's, that's, it's no point, uh, uh, you know. That's one Onwards thing. Onwards and upwards, I agree. The generation that we, that gave birth to us. Yes. You know, your uh, parents were born in World War Two. Yeah, yeah. Oh. My parents were in World War II. Right, right. Fighting. My mother was a nurse, an army nurse. Wow. They were both oh. overseas. My mother was in London during the Blitz. Wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that fucking amazing? Oh, that is, yeah, yeah. And that generation, they just carry on. Yeah, I mean. Especially I'm, the fucking British, yeah. bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, no, they, you know, mum was, I, I remember mum talking about her mother, my grandmother, you know, uh, putting her on a train, you know, uh, with a whole bunch of other kids to escape, you know, the Blitz and the, what was going on, the war in the, right. the major cities uh, throughout England. And, 
and they were separated from family and this for a long time, and some never made it, you know, back, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So uh, it was an extraordinary time that these the British, you know, really did carry on, you know, and uh, so survive. It's astonishing that they didn't, uh, you know. Really, I mean, even till their dying day, a lot of the old guys that you know that are still just about hanging on, they never complained about anything. No, they never complained. It's That's, um, it's astonishing. They were not pussies. No, everybody today, all they do is complain. Uh, yeah, that's, everything is just finding a reason oh, you can bitch about. Something. Oh, completely. Such a bunch of fucking little bitches. <laughs> That's all they do is find a reason. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, you know, they haven't, as far as I can see, been through any experience to give them that right to even complain about anything, you know. Now, can you imagine being born, I mean, your father was born 1940, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. October 1940? Yeah. Okay, I mean, this is, <laughs> you know, right in the middle of World War Two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, America hadn't gotten into it yet. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, isn't John Lennon's middle name Winston mm-hmm. for Winston Churchill? I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that we're only in one generation removed from all that, and you think of the from that to and you think we would have learned a few things by then, by now, but we still haven't. No. Not the lizard brain kind of thing. No. We learn technological things. We made the iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have AI. But I remember last time I was in London, I (laughs) did a touristy thing and, you know, took the tour of Churchill's, like, wartime fucking cave that he lived in. It was like, it's right in the middle of London, but it's underground. The bunker. The bunker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he had a bunker. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, the, you know, the telephones are, like, from the time it was. Yeah, and, that, and you see all this stuff. And yeah. it's like, this could be, like, the fucking Middle Ages. Oh, yeah. Compared, and it's my, you know, one generation before me. Yeah. And now AI. I mean, what do you think of how fast things really move? Shockingly. They right seem now. slow when you're living it day by day. Oh, even in the last six months to a year, it's leaps and bounds and scaring the crap out of me. What is how fast things change? Yeah, well, just again, you know, it's like you know, we're dealing with enough misinformation around the world as it is. And now to be able to look and sound like someone else completely, you know, is. I'm a little allergic to that word misinformation. Okay. Because it's used by certain people like the medical establishment in America okay. to basically say, we own the science, which you don't. That's the opposite of what science right. is, which is testing things against sure, other things. Sure, sure. So, um, like, still... when they say, when I hear misinformation, what I hear is, you know, Dr. Fauci, who is, I don't think he's an evil genius, and I don't think he's a genius. Uh, what I hear is, is him basically saying, or people like that saying, don't even try to present an alternative view on this scientific medical matter, even though medicine has been wrong about a million things yeah. and still is. Don't it? Because that's misinformation. Yeah. Now, some, sometimes things really are misinformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying when I hear that word, no, I, I, it, I it triggers me. Yeah. It triggers me. That's okay. It's good to be triggered <laughs> sometimes. Time. Yes. You're, that's a good attitude. 
It is. You can't. I've said it to myself all the time. Like, do something to force yourself out of your security bubble. Like, yeah. W- because it's very easy when you're we're you doing. Can't become complacent all the way down. Like, you you have to. Uh, what you have to be nudged every ha- once yes. in a while, poked in the side. So what do you do to nudge yourself? I fly private. <laughs> no. <laughs> Right. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, uh, live. That's enough. You know, yeah. walk out the door, read a few emails. That'll knock me sideways sometimes. What do you mean? Like from who? Oh, it depends on the situation. You know, reading emails. Well, I mean, uh, just if something uh, is potentially going to change. Uh, the oh. way you live, the way you work, or you know, oh, I mean, like bad, scary emails, scary stuff. Yeah, well, so, again, 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 because you know, I I have this anxiety that I can read one thing that will ruin the whole day for me. It's so funny you say that because, <laughs> like, there are things like that. Some of it is like press stuff, yeah, or some of it is an email, yeah. That if I see it, if it comes in like later in the evening, yeah, I won't read it because I'll be no, I have to read this like first thing in the day, right. So that I have all day to sort of let my brain forget it so it doesn't keep me up at night when I sleep. Right. I actually will time when I read shit because, yes, scary I shit. I find it very difficult to not read things. But I mean, but I have to say that at least I allow myself these days to not look at the phone or do emails before I've actually got up and had a good hour having a little bit of breakfast and right. coffee and sitting outside looking at the world, taking in some fresh air and just going, ah. right. you know, being, and finding some level of strength or a good, you know, foundation to deal with whatever's going to be delivered. You know? But there are always problems. Yeah. No person has no problems. It's, it's, it just seems more frequent these days. Well, it's the it's, caliber of the problem. Yeah. It's how elegant is your problem? I bet you your problems are fairly elegant compared to problems that people can sure. have. Right? So sure, absolutely. It's, absolutely. It's just, it's the, if you have never have no problems. It's just, do you have Cadillac problems? Right. Or do you have <laughs> Plymouth Duster problems? Well, yeah. And I know what it's like to have both. I'm so glad for that, that I had years that sucked yeah. when I was depressed like that for yeah. good reason. Yeah. Because for the rest of your life, you appreciate it all a lot. Yeah. I, 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 and that's my thing. That's what I try to do so hard. These days is just appreciate and be thankful. It makes it made me for the rest of my life always look at a problem that I was having in yeah, that way. Like, I know. I need you look? know. I need to slap myself around the head. No, I mean I don't know what your problems are. They could be horrendous. I mean the the worst problems of all happen at our age because the worst problem of all is health. Well, this is key. That, you know, so nothing compares. Uh, well, ag- agreed, and I t- I think a lot of my frustration, I guess you could say, is from is the pain I feel with the people that I know and love that are are not well. You know, right? And uh, you know, you can only do so much. So uh, no, so that hurts. You know, well, and but I mean, yes, that's noble to worry about other people, but. You know, as the years climb up, the person you're mostly worried about with that issue is you. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
and uh, in that, I think it's the same George Harrison documentary. Yeah. There's a great moment okay. where um, Roy Orbison dies. Yes. That's, that's not what a great moment. No, <laughs> yeah, no, Roy no, Orbison no, was no. great. <laughs> a, no, no, it was no. a terrible moment. Yeah. No. In, in the movie. Okay, so, you know, he was in The Traveling Wilburys. Yes, of course. Of course. That that band, which was that, fantastic. Yeah, George Harrison, for you kids out there, put together a yeah. super group about 20 years after the Beatles had broken up, yeah, the early 90s. And yeah, it was yeah. Bob Dylan, yeah, Tom mean, Petty, I know, I know. Jeff Lynne, yeah. Roy Orbison, and George Harrison. They put out two albums. They're good. They were fantastic. Yeah. Um, they all like took turns, and yeah. they worked on some stuff together. But, yeah. And, um, oh, fuck, why did I tell you that? It's very important. Uh, oh, in the documentary. This yes. is the, the documentary. So when Roy Orbison dies, Tom Petty tells this story on camera. Yes. And he says, when Roy Orbison died, um, I called up George, and before he even said hello, he said, aren't you glad it wasn't you? Yeah, I know. And I thought, I adore that kind of honesty. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. what I go for, you know, and it's hard I mean, of course, he's saying this privately, so there's going to be no repercussions, but it's still super honest. Yeah. And it's true. Yeah. You know, um, if if you and I have, are in a plane crash together and there's no food, I might have to eat you. That's okay. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's, cheers. Uh, it's, cheers it's, to it's that. Just, <laughs> just the way of the world. Well, as long as we both agree we can eat each other. Yeah, why can't we? We could live longer. I, you, eat my, you eat my foot, and I'll eat your foot. But we're not going to like You're kill. Welcome. Let's make a pact that if that happens, we yes. don't kill each other. No, no. We start feeding each other an equal body part. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Although I've, I've got the visual of that, unfortunately. <laughs> How big's your dick? Because when we get down to that, um, I don't want to get gypped. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Jesus. What? Nothing. Did I say something wrong? No, not at all. Not at all. I've just got the visuals on this in my head that are playing. So that may be looped for a long time. How long in town for after this <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing highlight of your oh career? Oh, my God. Uh, I, I'm here for a few weeks. Oh, you are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Los Angeles has a lot of amazing Beatle history. Of course, the visit with Elvis. You know about that? No. Oh, my God. See, I'm being well-educated. Okay, today. so... The Beatles were out here in 65, I think it was, uh, their second American tour, and they had a few days off. They rented a place in Bel Air, or, no, I think that's Blue Jay Way, the song Blue okay, Jay Way. Yeah, yeah, I do remember. Elvis that. had a place in Bel Air, and he was in town, and yeah. they went and visited Elvis. That's the right. way George Harrison describes it in the documentary, so funny. Not that one, the anthology. He says, we got stoned before we went over there. And he said, then it, when, when we got to the house, it was just like a Beatles cartoon where we tumble out of the yeah, limousine yeah. and fall on the ground. Oh, that's fantastic. But Elvis was not very nice, oh. as you might imagine. Yeah, I've heard stories. He was a little cold. Yeah, I've heard he stories. He felt threatened, and he, yeah. he had been superseded, and, yeah. you know, so he kind of, you know, but... Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard a few things, but... Uh... He was someone who disappointed them 
when they, you know, because they loved him when they, he was the main inspiration. How, of course. How, how could you not be? I mean, he was so overwhelming in those first couple of years. Absolutely. But I remember Paul saying after he went in the army and he came out of the army, he said it was never the same. Like that little twinkle in his eye was gone. You know, they kind of took the. I, yeah, well, yeah, I, I was, uh, uh, I saw the Elvis movie. Uh, did, did you see that? I did. What did you? What were your thoughts? Great performance, not great movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, I was, I was shocked. You know, I didn't know the the whole background to Elvis and his whole storyline. The whole storyline. You don't even know to, the Beatles. Yeah, correct. I told you my memory is gone to shit. You're in, but, it's not your memory. It's uh, just it's so interesting that you. Yeah, I just, I don't absorb things in certain ways. What about, okay, here's another L.A. moment that you, someone's going to tell you this. So your father was at the Troubadour one night. Yeah, oh, I know about And that. wound up with the Kotex on his head? Uh, I don't know about that, but <laughs> yeah. I know about Google the, Kotex on John okay, Lennon's head. And you'll, I can't remember exactly what that even means. I think that's something, that was, some sort of woman's yes, <laughs> per, it, was personal that with, item. That, was that with Harry Nielsen? Was that that yes! night? And, and I believe Ringo. It was during the... Um, Lost Weekend. Lost Weekend, which for you kids again out there, was really 18 months, okay? So I know John and Yoko had the perfect fairy tale. Yeah, because I came out here to visit him. Oh, out here to L.A.? Yeah. What year? No idea, but... Well, how old were you? Young. Oh, come on. Honestly. Ten, five? um, No, he wasn't out here. He moved to... It was in between sort of seven and ten, maybe maybe 11. uh, Yeah, because he moved to America in 1970 and never set foot in England again. Yeah, I know, which he wanted to do. He wanted to come back. And, oh, he did? Oh, but yeah. It was because of immigration? No, no, no he wanted to reacquaint with his, his family and friends. You know, he had uh, half-sisters back so he, in So England. in the 80s, he would have gone to England? Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. I, oh, okay. He was planning, oh. as far as I know, he was planning a trip to come back over. But when you saw him, you always had to come out here to America? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So mostly it was in New York? Well, except in the early days when he was living at Ascot, which is Tittenhurst Park, which is where he did Imagine. Sure, I know. The studio. I yeah, remember yeah. the video. Because I used to go out there on weekends uh, on, on quite a few occasions. So I mean, Okay, I, so this is, this is not the house you remember growing up in when he was with your mother. No, no, no. This no, is no. the Yoko house. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That way, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, which is an amazing, amazing space. I mean, I was, it was a wonderland for me as a kid. I think it was about seven at that time. Uh, it's got to be tough with you and Sean. No, because it's not. It's not. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, listen, when I was younger, you must have feelings about her that he doesn't because oh, it's his mother. Well, you know, I, I used mean, to, you, I used she to. plays such a different role in each of your lives. Uh, yes, very much so. But that you know, that was a different time and a different place. But I certainly, when I first came to New York at the going to visit him as a kid at the Dakota and saw oh. that he had a, a room dedicated to every toy known to mankind. And I, sure, I was jealous. That was Elvis, Co- was Elvis oh. Costello's point. Oh, yeah. No, I was, uh, you know, I was upset. But that's got to be heaven for a kid. I was just annoyed that I didn't have those things. You know? Oh, right. You only visited. Um, but uh, I got over that, you know. 
I, oh. I, I, I figured I didn't need that. <laughs> and I wasn't going to get it anyway. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Again, I've always felt like a quiet survivor, kind of like mum yeah. in that regard. You got dealt a, you know. dealt a shit hand. Yeah. It's a weird one. I sure. always acknowledge that I had a huge advantage in life parents right yeah yeah and of course in the time when i was born 1956 also yes race yeah there was advantages of i'm sure there was comedy clubs that were like no we're gonna hire the white comic sure sure instead of the black one in 1980 that absolutely i'm sure so i acknowledge that but i also acknowledge parents it's like it's to have two stable loving parents yeah who with the right amount of discipline yeah but and you know we weren't like I love you, I love you kind of family. People didn't do that back no, then. I was I, I was certainly you know, very jealous of that. You, you should know. be because it's great, and yeah. it's and it, it allows <laughs> <Thanks>. you, <laughs> and it allows. Well, you know the funny thing was I sought after the, that. Uh, I, I mean it wasn't a thing I initially went looking for, but it was certainly with uh, my, my ex, my last ex. Uh, um, it, her family uh, were everything to me uh, because I felt like I had the family that I never had, you know. Right. So, so that and, and they were a close knit family, and uh, and um, and I loved that. You yeah. know, I could do, I would do anything to be part of that, right. be cared for and loved, and you know, um, because I'd pretty much been a loner, you know. Yeah, I think you're more normal than I am. I think I should have that desire too. But, but it was something that I, I, I don't feel that bad about it. No, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's something I certainly missed over the years, and I thought, I thought, you know, having that family element would certainly make me feel happier. I guess at that time, anyway. You, you know. know, I'm thinking now of that song awesome one i mean your father has a million awesome songs but i mean certainly he showed in his last record that he still had it oh sure because starting over yeah yeah. it's a great just a great fucking record that was the first phil Spector, crazy maddie is that was the first song that dad played me (laughs) when we were starting to get closer uh just literally just before he was killed late 70s uh he he played, I remember hearing that, I was in my attic, which was my bedroom in North Wales, uh, uh, when I was about 15 or 16, I can't remember exactly. And he played starting over over the phone to me. Wow. And, uh, and I said I loved, you know, I did love it. And then he started sending me a bunch of uh, copies of the, the actual album. And uh, See, this is my thing. It's so tragic because... That's exactly his story with his mother. I was just starting to get to yeah, yeah. Again. That's exactly that. And then she's taken away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's spooky. Yeah, yeah. Again, something I didn't want to repeat if I could. What? Um, just that how the the, the sequence of uh, of things that happened in right. his life. Right. You know, because uh, I. I I believe wasn't he seventeen when his mother passed? Yeah, I'm and saying I, it's, it's was, eerily I, similar. It, exactly, especially the part about just getting to know again yeah, yeah, yeah. and music. Yeah, yeah. Part, I mean, it's all. I yeah, I know. I know. It's yeah. it's, uh, it's a real shit. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's very House of Atreus 
kind of Greek, you know, yeah. Greek, those Greek cycles where sure. it's always recurring and, know. you know, the... But I was I was well aware of that, you know, I was fully, fully, fully aware of that weird cycle. Right. What, I had to break it. I just couldn't, you know, whatever it took, I had to change that. Um, and I hope, I believe I have, so, you know. Yeah. Especially with the timeline, whatever happened. I mean... Your father has a lot of songs about like wanting to bust out of a prison, you know, watch, watching the wheels, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, or or just like there's a, there's a bunch about sleeping. I'm only sleeping. That, I'm so tired. Like, and a we, lot of it we is share that. We share those, <laughs> those moments. This, he has a lot no, of songs we, that are about leave me the fuck alone. I just want to hang out and do nothing today. We have written very similar. Is that true? Songs, you inherited yeah. that. Yeah. That's interesting. No. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I think what some of the early Beatles stuff. Obviously, I, I'm only sleeping. You know, when I wake up early in the morning. Great. Yeah. All that stuff. That, you know, I loved all of oh. that stuff. The melodies, the rhythm, the the, the yeah. visuals, the like, and yeah. So you know. I mean, he obviously was distracted way more in the seventies. First, by the fact that he'd already conquered the world in the '60s, so yeah. there's less motivation. But then, mm-hmm. the, you know, he's got a little kid and Yoko and the. Blah, blah, blah. But there was still like great song, "Jealous Guy." Yeah, oh yeah. Which the weekend? Did you see? Just redid. No, I didn't. He did it for his HBO show, The Idol. No, I and did And he redid not. "Jealous Guy." Very good. No, I tried not to watch that show. <laughs> I know, but the song. Okay, well, that, I mean, that it's a great song. Yeah, no, it's a it's a classic song oh. beyond the classic song. It's um, I think it's something everybody feels, you know, certainly. But that, the melody, yeah. When it, you know, you know that it started out as a completely different song. Oh yeah, called Nature. Yeah, yeah. Child of Nature. Yes, I mean, yeah, yeah. It just shows artists they're morphing. Well, they're I I think we're all this way. If you have a little nugget of something that's good. Square it away, you know. Yeah. Save it. Like yeah. and he had this. Oh yeah, like, yeah. No. Like this, this the, the lyrics of this song are not working, but there's this. I love this melody. I'm gonna just completely write something new. And yeah, go. well, I I can relate to that because I th- I think you're aware that with this last album, Jude, that half of the songs on it are from over thirty years ago, nuggets, so to speak, that yeah. that had no place anywhere else, and I just thought. I don't want to lose them, right. but there's got to be somewhere. And this last album, which I thought I was never right. going to do, became the nugget. I'm the same way. I mean, it would be nice to think that it's all inspiration, but a lot of it is just saving. <laughs> saving. saving. Well, and, you know, there's something to that. Yeah. I mean, comics do it with jokes. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, I have like a. Very... I, have, I have books of, you know, lyrics and one liners and comments and. I have a manila envelope that is stuffed to the gill with like cocktail napkins. That Just little... when in the eighties when I was like when there was no phone to record. Yeah, on, yeah, of course. <clears> and okay. I was when I was high and out which was a lot, yes. and a young comic, and everything is a bit. And so you just write down, and I save them. I could, I probably couldn't even tell what half of them mean now, yeah. but it's just funny that you think, I'm a squirrel, 
and the more nuts I save. Yeah. <laughs> and you, it's kind of true. It's true. It's very I true. I have notebooks and notebooks, and like, you know, for every... I, I just wonder if I'm ever going to get used to, you know, to go through them all. I wonder if I'm ever going to make it through that stuff. I think you remember. I think you know where the good stuff is. I think you know where to find it. If you, but it's also not dissimilar to you know photography because what something that you thought was, I know a lot of photographers throw away a lot of their images and a lot of their things because they just go, oh, it's not a good one. Throw it. You know, we're just going to. Uh, but I'm one of those that keeps everything, a bit of a hoarder in that regard. But 10 years later, I'll look back at, you know, a bunch of photos and it'll be exactly what I'm thinking or want to do today, you know. Uh, and I, 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 I know that syndrome where I, mm-hmm. I, I say to myself, thank you, young me, <laughs> for salting away this little nugget that I going to... Old me is very grateful oh, yes. that you put this aside. Oh yeah, because I am that way. I'm a. I'm a I've pack got many rat. more nuggets to go. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm still working through about another well ten tracks. I'm glad you're still making nuggets. Oh, thank you. And uh, I'm extraordinarily flattered you made time to come here. I know you don't do a lot of things like this. No, and, uh, it's been an incredible pleasure. And who's that third person we said we were going to hang out with? Sean. Sean. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. My absolute pleasure. Yeah.